Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. My name is Robert Morrison. I'm a contributor at NinerNoise.com. Uh, flying solo again today um, as we try to work out some uh, some things. Um more on that maybe in the coming weeks. I don't, I don't, don't exactly know, but uh, for now I, I, I trek on <laughs> solo uh, with you. And so uh, partially what that means is that I don't talk nearly as much because I'm not talking to anybody. Uh, so take that for, for what it's worth. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, but anywho, uh, as we talked about on the last episode uh, and reacting to the uh, 49ers loss to the Indianapolis Colts, um, Kind of seems like uh, the season's starting to to come off the rails a little bit. Um, I mean, you could certainly make the argument that that uh, that the the season had kind of started to come off the rails a little bit, like halfway through this this losing streak. But um, certainly, uh, the the three teams that they lost to previous to the Colts, you know, it's hard to get too upset about losing to the Packers, about losing to Seattle with Russell Wilson, about losing to the Cardinals, who are on a hot streak and still undefeated. Um, as we speak, they're playing the, uh, the aforementioned Packers on Thursday night football right now. Um, cause maybe they won't be undefeated anymore by the time you're listening to this. I don't know, but, uh, definitely among the, the cream of the NFC crop, so to speak, minus the fact that the Seahawks are falling apart without Russell Wilson right now. But, but outside of that, I think you could certainly make an argument that these are these three strong teams, no shame in losing to them, especially in the manner that, that they did been in pretty decent efforts especially on the defensive side of the ball for for most of those games um this one however it stings a little bit differently this is not really a very good Colts team um yeah the weather was bad it was really 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 wet out there and uh the wind apparently wasn't as bad as um as expected but there were (laughs) there were some soaked people out there uh so kudos to everybody who went out to the game and and uh sat through that and also through the the players are playing through it but I don't know. Uh, we talked about it. It was just one of those things. The Niners just didn't, could never put it together, and and not exactly sure uh, what to make of that. 
um, of losing to a team like that that is is probably you know a mediocre team probably says that the Niners are probably a mediocre team at best right now so they're two and four they head to Chicago this weekend to take on a equally confounding Bears team and we'll get into that in just a minute um as always, want to start off with um, injury news. It, it it shames me. It pains me greatly that we have to start off with injury news all the time. But there we are. This team lately, since this podcast has existed, it's been like injury after injury, it seems. But some good news. Uh, Trey Lance back in limited practice. Uh, saw some video of him that uh, some of the beat reporters took. It looked pretty good. Looked like his knee was in pretty good shape. Um, seems like he's going to be in track uh, to go to, I, I guess, be the backup. Um, there's been some speculation about some things that Kyle Shanahan said. Uh, I don't remember if it was immediately after the Colts game or, or the next day or something like that. He was talking about how unfortunate it was that Trey got injured and you know he was starting to make progress and people are suggesting that maybe he that that Trey was going to get a chance to to start if he had been fully healthy that that he would have gotten the start against the Colts um instead of a not quite fully healthy Garoppolo and that would have been an interesting change talked about that a little bit on the last podcast but it's something to think about um but uh it'll be good to have him back out there uh and possibly playing a more expansive role as the the backup slash change of pace quarterback whatever you want to look at uh Javon Kinlaw looking like his season may be over uh during, I believe during the game uh, on Sunday or sometime on Sunday, um, he was in Los Angeles getting his knee looked at by a specialist, uh, looking like a pretty good chance he's going to end up with uh, season-ending surgery on that knee. Um, a similar kind of thing with Raheem Mostert, just kind of get it cleaned up and hopefully fix it up and get him ready to go for next year. Um, seems like the likeliest path at this point. Um, not great uh, for the 49ers for 2021, but... Uh, it's a first-round draft pick, and you want to make sure you give him every opportunity su- to succeed uh, for the long term. Uh, speaking of players that uh, you don't want to miss, uh, Trent Williams still not looking like he is um, going to have much of a chance to play so far through Wednesday and Thursday. has not practiced, has not been seen on the practice field, so I imagine he's still going to get another doubtful if they don't go ahead and uh, mark him out for the game before we get to Sunday. We'll find out more about that as the week uh, progresses. Now, the good news is that rookie uh, tackle Jalen Moore did play pretty well in his uh, stead against uh, the the Colts, and so that is that's got to make you feel a little bit better. Um, we'll talk more about the defensive line for the Bears here in just a little bit, but but um, that's something to to certainly keep in mind and and be watchful for. Again, this is a player you're hoping to have on your team at your as your starting left tackle for for several years to come and. Uh, if you can keep him healthy for now and not create any long-term problems, that would certainly be for the betterment of the team. Uh, Aziz, Al Shire, and D Ford both in the concussion protocol. Neither practice so far. No word yet on whether or not they're expected to get through it before the week. Be really nice to have both of them out there. Aziz Al Shire, uh, in particular, played really well, especially against the run um, on Sunday against the Colts. So that could be something that they could really use. Um, against uh, the Bears with uh, their running back group and also with having somebody like uh, Justin Fields back in, at the quarterback, just having somebody to kind of watch him might be particularly useful. And then D Ford is, you know, another a, a useful piece along that defensive line as well. Um, uh, speaking of D-line depth, Maurice, Horse, Maurice Hurst, sorry, still dealing with calf issue. 
Um, and it was earlier in the week, week, it was noted that Debo Samuel was also dealing with a calf issue, was limited in practice on Wednesday, but he was a full go um, today. So he looks like he's going to be ready to go on Sunday, which <laughs> is really good news. Uh, considering how little they've gotten out of any of their other wide receivers this year. So that's that's good to go. Chikoski Tart um, went down to the last game with a knee issue. Not really sure what the prognosis is on that. They haven't really said what the long-term thing is with it. Could be a couple of weeks, could not be, not really sure. He hasn't practiced yet this week, though. That's all we do. Um, Samson Epicom, Marcel Harris, both unlimited in practice this week, but um, expectation is that they'll hopefully be good to go as well. Now, start off with that section with some good news. Trey Lance back. Yay. Hooray. Um, all uh, More good news. Kevin Givens uh, appears to be um, getting ready to possibly elevated for the game on Sunday after having his practice window opened off the IR. Should be good. He can sort of spell Maurice Hurst. He's not exactly the same player, obviously. Um, but it would be good to have another body in that defensive line rotation. And... The team expects George Kittle to be back next week when the 49ers host the Cardinals. So that's really excellent news. Um, and then Dre, Dre Greenlaw, linebacker, is also another player that they hope to have back for next week. Um, obviously, their practice windows will probably be opened up on Monday after this game when they return from Chicago. Um, for the Bears, the Colts are uh, were very banged up. We talked about that last week. The Bears are fairly... Um, healthy in f- for the most part. I think the biggest name of note is, of course, that uh, pass rusher Khalil Mack has already been ruled out uh, for this Sunday. Um, so that's particularly helpful for the 49ers' point of view as he's probably their, their most dangerous defensive player on a pretty solid defense. Uh, but they also have defensive back uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Gibson and uh, defensive lineman Akeem Hicks who have been limited so far in practice this week. So um, we'll see what their availability will be. Um, so with all that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and move into the optimism, a reason for optimism for this uh, for this game against the Bears for the 49ers. Um, and that is, well, a couple of things. First of all, this has been a weird season for the Bears so far. They're they're three and four, um, so they are technically like right above the 49ers in terms of the playoff race heading into this uh, into this game. Um, they've had a couple of, of interesting wins. They beat the Bengals, who are a team that actually might be pretty good, as it turns out. Uh, they also beat the Raiders, who are also a team that might be pretty good. Um, but they also beat the Lions. That's their third win. So welcome to the club there, uh, Chicago. Um, but all of their losses have been by 10 or more points. They lost uh, to the Rams by 20, to the Browns by 20, to the Packers by 10. That's the closest loss they've had all year. And then, of course, they're coming off a 35-point loss to the Bucks on Sunday. Um, so they've lost to the teams where um, the, 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 the refrain in their losses has been solid quarterback play uh, from their opposition. Now, of course, you can make the argument that uh, Joe Burrow and... Um, <laughs> And uh, David Carr, sorry, Derek Carr, (laughs) slip of the tongue there. Sorry, Niners fans should have been a trigger warning on that one. But uh, Derek Carr have also been playing well. Um, And both those games were were close. Um, And so could have been, this is a Bears team that could very easily be, you know, one and six at this point, um, as easy as they are three and four. Um, They obviously made the move to put Justin Fields in at quarterback. I'll talk about that more in just a second. Um, but their underlying DVOA numbers suggest that this is not a really good team by and large. Uh, they're 24th overall in the league, negative uh, 13.9%, 29th on offense, 
Uh, there's 32 le- teams in leagues, so that gives you kind of an indication of where they sit. They're negative 21.8% on offense. Remember, negative numbers on offense is bad. Um, and they're actually in pretty good shape defensively. They're eighth in defense, negative 6.8%. Um, more on the strength of their pass defense, which is seventh in the league, at negative 3%. than their run defense, which is 17th in the league, negative 11.5%. Um, now, of course, a lot of those uh, offensive struggles have come from from anywhere from bad to inconsistent quarterback play. Andy Dalton obviously started the season, uh, didn't make it very far before he got hurt, and then uh, subsequently benched uh, for rookie Justin Fields, um, who has come in and basically played like a rookie. Um, he's had some, some moments where he's flashed. He's had some moments where he's looked way out of sorts and not knowing, not appearing to know what, what he's looking like. Um, now, there's been some some issues um, with that. Uh, pass protection has not been been good for the Bears, so that's a, certainly a reason to be optimistic. Um, they are actually um, uh, pretty much, as far as uh, uh, football outsiders is concerned, they have the worst def- offensive line in, in the league. And so far we've seen that if Justin Fields is um, – put in a situation where he's rattled and pressure that that kind of gets to him and forces him into making bad decisions and that sort of thing. Um, now part of it is he puts himself in that, uh, position as well, because not only does, um, does the, the pass protection not hold up particularly well, but he also takes a particularly long time to throw. So there's a lot going on in that regard, but it all leads to what is of, as of now has been, um, the worst offensive line in the league. Um, football outsiders has it this way. They have an adjusted sack rate of 12.2%, which is the highest by, I think almost two or three full percentage points. Um, and if you just want raw numbers, uh, they've also allowed the most sacks in the league so far with 26. Um, so that's a good, that's a reason to be optimistic. And if this were, you know, the straight 2019 49ers defensive line, then I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. They're going to just tear them apart. But the problem is, is that we've seen a lot of situations like with the Packers game or with the, you know, they were working on their third string left tackle or with the, you know, Seattle game who just every year seems to have a just a terrible offensive line and can't get it together. That for some reason, this 49ers off defensive line, I should say, has struggled to take advantage of weak offensive lines so far this year. Um, now, Part of that is just they're just struggling to do a lot of things. Uh, Pro Football Reference has uh, the 49ers at a pressure rate of 21.6%, which uh, for from their point of view, the metric includes hurries, knockdowns, and sacks uh, per dropback. So that's where that, that number comes from. Uh, and unfortunately, that 21.6% is a rate that is better than just six teams in the league. Six. Six. That's not that many. <laughs> There's... Um, the, and the teams below them are, are by and large bad teams. Um, and, uh, per football outsiders, they do an adjusted sack rate for the off for the defensive line as well. Um, and they have them at 26th in the league at just 5.5%. So those numbers indicate that outside of, you know, Nick Bosa and probably Eric Armstead, the pressure rates are not great. Um, and so while this is supposed to be the optimism part um, there isn't an, an easy part of the of the Bears' offense to to pick on. It's it's a little unsure whether or not the Niners have the horses to to really get that job done. So um, I know that doesn't sound like the most optimistic thing in the world, but I'm, I'm pointing out the flaw. The flaw is the their offensive line. Um, 
and um and the, and the fact that they have a, a young quarterback who is who is struggling to see things from time to time um and gets rattled under pressure and if the Niners can take advantage of that that's a reason to be optimistic but the pessimism sort of leads into that pretty nicely in that the Niners have not really done a great job of um of creating that pressure on top of that another area of concern is that the Bears defense is pretty good uh you know top 10 in the league as far as DVOA is concerned um obviously missing a player like Khalil Mack will be a big miss um their run defense is already struggling you know middle uh high middle part of the league um so far and it's and it's going to hinder their ability to rush the passer as well um now interesting things uh, about that so as bad as their offensive line is at protecting the quarterback their defensive line is basically the opposite uh, they're first in the league per football outsiders with an adjusted sack rate of 9.1% and leading the league in total sacks by 21. So in my head, I'm thinking, well, what would happen if the Bears offensive line and the Bears defensive line faced each other every week? Well, we'd probably have a situation where the Bears defensive line would have like an adjusted sack rate of like 15% or something like that um, because it would be basically one of the best units in the league versus one of the worst, um, at least per this particular uh, these particular stats. And so um, that's concerning, right? Now, obviously, you take Mac out of that and you take potentially uh, Hakeem Nix, uh, who's maybe going to be a little not quite 100%, and you put yourself in a situation that maybe it's a little better, but they they still do have uh, players on that team that can that can wreak havoc, so to speak. Um, that will be something to watch for. Now, just like I did with the with the optimism, the concern also has a flip on it in that there is a little bit of a not fully strength on strength, um, but strength in the Bears' case against something that's decent, but not perfect for the Niners. Uh, the saving grace 49ers have actually been pretty good at preventing sacks with their offensive line. Um, Football Outsiders has them at 14th in the NFL with an adjusted sack rate of 6.1%. Um, again, compare that to the 12.2% that the that the Bears offensive line has, and it's quite a discrepancy, right? Um, now, obviously, you're missing Trent Williams, and that will cause some concern, and the interior of the offensive line hasn't been quite as good, um, and so that's also concerning, but the 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 trenches of this game are going to be very important um and i think the niners are going to have to do the what they should have done more of against the colts and that was try to run the ball successfully um and try to open this game up and because the bears will be able to stop the pass if that is the game plan um it and so that probably would be uh, not a strong way to go, if you ask me. So it'll be interesting to see how the trenches play out, because whoever kind of wins that battle, whoever's weaker unit can um, really overcome the the struggles that they've had so far this year, and just do the best that they and and do better than they've done so far uh, through the the first part of of the 2021 season will probably be the team that's going to put themselves in a better position to win. So speaking of winning. Um, the prediction for for this week. Uh, I think week eight, here we are. Um, I think this is a really make or break kind of thing for the Niners if they want to to have any hope of staying in the, in the playoff hunt. Now, the good news is the NFC is very top-heavy. You've got um, the Cardinals, obviously, the Packers. You have the Buccaneers. You have the Rams, who are, who are a good team. Um, 
and uh, you, you know, that's uh, the Cowboys are still in still in pretty good shape. Um, the division winners, I think, are are pretty well uh, sort of taking control. Obviously, the NFC West still could be wide open, especially if Arizona ends up losing tonight. Then then you have a little bit of a battle there, but there is still that extra playoff spot. Um, and so there's a chance that a team that wins like nine games, which of course is a nine and uh, eight record <laughs> this year, which is just so weird, um, might be able to sneak into the playoffs in the NFC. Um, but of course, that means if the Niners want to get to that nine win spot, they're going to have to finish seven and four for the rest of the season. And we talked about this, you know, the other day, there are some games in there that there, there are fewer games that you see them definitely having the advantage in. Uh, throughout the rest of the year and if you want to get to that seven and four place you can't be losing to a team like the Bears who at this point are technically in the playoff race but I think most would agree are probably not as a full team um, up to the task and probably would be pretty surprised if they're still in the race as the season comes to a close so um, it's going to be a tough one I think but I think uh, I also believe that the Niners have to win this one. I think they needed to win the the game in, in against Indianapolis. They did not, and so we move on. But it th- this has got to be a game they win, and if they don't win, then I I, I really don't know what's going to happen. But um, this is a game they need, and so you got to hope that that works out. It's going to be probably ugly, and it's probably going to come down to whichever sort of struggling offense can figure it out. Um, but I'll have a little faith. Um, win is a win, even if it's an ugly one. I'm going to go 24-17 49ers for this week. So thanks again uh, for listening and tuning in and doing whatever else that, <laughs> that you've done um, for this episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. As always, please, please, please check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Um, if you leave us a review and include a question, we'll give you a shout-out on, on air and answer your question. And, of course, please share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. <laughs>
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.